Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, um, we are looking back at uh, two of the biggest retail. Uh, some people call them retail holidays. Some people call them retail events. Uh, but the big one, you know, if you've been paying attention, I'm sure that a lot of people were getting SMSs, messages, emails, and a lot of advertising about Black Friday. Um, which happened this past uh, uh, this past week uh, that was uh, yeah that was uh, on Friday and then we've also had Cyber Monday as well and both of these um, are events where you see a lot of retailers discounting um, a lot of their merchandise trying to entice uh, a lot of people to buy you know things before we get into uh, the festive season so for today uh, it seems it, it feels like it's becoming a bit of a tradition uh, but we are joined by Karen uh, Nadison, who is the CEO of PayU South Africa. Um, and uh, uh, just as we, I remember we did this last year, so it would be quite interesting to see, you know, how some of these trends um, have evolved because uh, PayU is a is a payments company. And uh, so they have, uh, you know, some sight into what was actually happening, uh, volumes of transactions and, you know, are we up or down uh, because the economy is where it is. Before we get into our discussion with Karen, we do have uh, some data uh, that's come through from uh, the guys over at BankServe Africa. Uh, they are the largest automated clearinghouse in the area, which means they're the ones that are processing the payments uh, between the big banks um, over here in South Africa. And basically, they're saying that Black Friday 2021 sales uh, volumes were up by 10%. And then uh, some of the interesting parts, they say that uh, the total Black Friday 2021 sales volumes improved uh, by 10% on the previous year as tracked by BankServe Africa's uh, overall uh, card point of sale transaction data. Uh, they said that overall, uh, our numbers for Black Friday on the 26th show volumes were 5.2 million uh, compared to 4.7 million in 2020. Uh, that's coming from Martin uh, Grunwald, who is the chief business officer at uh, Banks of Africa. They showed that the total volume of transactions uh, sat at 3.3 billion rand, representing a 17% growth uh, from the 2.9 billion for Black Friday in 2020. And then uh, they say also say that although shopping volumes climbed uh, for most of the day. The busiest times this year were between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. on the day. And then uh, the shopping volumes peaked at around 2 p.m. Uh, to reach 461,769, which was the highest on the day. The numbers, although uh, performing well, began falling at around 6 p.m. until midnight. And then we have uh, Grunwald also saying that with stores running Black Friday specials throughout the month, the fact that there were that there has been an improvement on last year's uh, figures shows uh, that Black Friday held some value for South African bargain hunters who chose to make the most um, on the specials for the day. So, as I said, let's in, let's uh, welcome Karen. Karen, how are you today? Hey, Madira, I'm great, thank you. No, no, thank you so much for being with us once again. Um, so, from you, I, I think before. 
before we get into you know the numbers um you know that you, that you have for us for today um how have you seen i guess generally business this year um you know in fact a lot of people talk about a recovery you know has it really been you know as 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 the promise of e-commerce and all of that stuff come through uh, this year the way that we had predicted it uh, you know in previous years Madiwa, that really was the question this year, you know, whether the growth that we saw last year, the acceleration of digitization, would that really um, continue? Um, So would consumers continue to persevere into this year? And actually, I have to say that um, the answer to that question is yes. So we have seen sustained growth um, in our figures on e-commerce higher than the usual year-on-year growth. Um, So it seems that there are a lot more South Africans shopping online. Okay. And... uh... And I guess, you know, uh, for, for the people that might not, you know, fully know, um, as pay you, you know, just as a reminder, um, you know, how are you guys facilitating the payments? PayU is a, a payments company, an e-commerce payments company. So we will um, provide a host of different payment methods and allow as many consumers to use the payment method that they prefer um, to be able to complete their transactions online. Uh, This ranges from credit, debit card, transactions to alternative means of credit like RCS, MobiCredit, PayFlex, um, EFT providers like Ozo, Discovery Miles, Loyalty and eBucks, and a number of other different payment methods. Okay, so now that we have a sense of what's going on over at uh, PayU and, you know, the different integrations that you guys have, it probably means that you guys are probably best uh, to tell us a little bit about what was going on, especially as more and more people, you know, are shopping online, you know, you know, versus going into the stores um, and all of that. So, you know, did we see more or less than we did last year? I think that's a big question that everyone wants to understand because I think the retailers this year really went hard uh, when it came to their promotions. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it really depends on how you how you qualify it. So, you know, let me just break, break it down. So from a, a transaction perspective, so the number of people that were shopping online and the number of transactions that were made, that was certainly up. That was up by 30%. From an overall volume spent, that was down in comparison, um, and that was down by 6%. The reason for that is because the basket spend, the overall spend um, reduced, uh, and that was, I think, around 22%. So more people shopping online and with less money. That's actually an interesting trend. <laughs> it is interesting. But you know, you know what else? So um I mean there's a there's a lot of ways to actually um you know skin this um specifically around uh, a broader demographic that is now shopping online. So we have to factor that in as well. We've also gone back and looked at the trend in our numbers over the year. And we do Mm. actually see that just in general, the basket size has reduced by around 20%. So it could be that there's less money and also that, you know, we uh, we have to factor in a more diverse um, demographic that is now shopping online. And in terms of, um, I guess, what people are actually spending, you know, their money on, um, you know, what were you, you know, what were you guys uh, seeing? Was it uh, big ticket items, your, your, you know, TVs and household appliances? Because it feels like this Black Friday, everyone was doing 
Black Friday. We saw Black Friday deals on <laughs> <laughs> on even services as well. You know, people. Yeah, there really was. Yeah. There really was. Yeah. And um, OK, so so generally we look at a few sectors that take the lead. And this is really, uh, you know, the retail sector. So fashion and gallantry. Mm. Uh, which you know we ca- we clarified gallantry yes. last year. Um, the <laughs> the beauty industry, the health industry, um, and the electronics yeah. industry. So, fashion uh, really was was up. So that was by nineteen percent, and electronics also dominated um, the mm. market. Um, uh, we, we generally see a huge increase on beauty, which we did this year as well. This goes up by a few thousand percent. However, we did see a 30 percent decline on last year's figures in the beauty industry and health, respectively. There was about 34 percent decline yeah. on health. Um, so that was that was that was quite interesting. So it's, it's um, you know, I think a little less money for more luxurious purchases, um, it seems. Okay. Um, you know, one of the things that I remember from last year um, was the fact that uh, we were looking at how um, a lot of things, like I think if I remember correctly, uh, fashion was one of the things that was also up last year. And it, it's it's so interesting, this dynamic that you're talking about to be like, it, it's an increase on the one side, which is the online side, but overall, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a decrease. So like you said, more people shopping online, but with less money. It's, mm-hmm. a, yeah, that's a very interesting dynamic. Um, yeah. and apart from that, you know, are people spending money on groceries, travel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's clothing, clothing, um, groceries, uh, sort of general goods, a bit of electronics, but the electronics, I think that will come in in Cyber Monday. Um, you know, as you said, everybody was actually having a Black Friday sale. Um, so we also saw um, another very, very interesting uh, increase, and that is really in the delivery sector. And the delivery sector, this is on um, using other services for for goods. So we saw a huge increase there. But also we noticed that, you know, some of like Uber Eats, for instance, was also having sales, a two for one, I think, that they they were having on. So their volumes also shot up during Black Mm. Friday. And, you know, one of the other curiosities I have when it comes to, you know, something like that, because it really does seem as if everyone was having, you know, some type of Black Friday um, is, uh, what do you call this is in the previous years, this is something that I remember you highlighting, uh, in, in our previous conversations that, um, there tends to be that midnight, you know, period where, uh, people go on websites at midnight to get, you know, the best deals that they've been looking forward to the whole month. They've seen all the promotions and then they, they gun for it at midnight. And then, uh, yeah. Did you see any of that? Were there any interesting trends in terms of what time people were doing things? Yeah. So, so Black Friday has become, you know, a very, very exciting period um, for us in the industry as a payments company. And we tend to, our staff tends to stay awake for that midnight hour because we just want to, we kind of see this flurry between the midnight and 1am. We see this flurry of transactions just coming in. And I think last year, 
um, either the novelty wore off or the deals were just not that fantastic because we saw a huge decline. It was a over thirty percent decline in that you know the the, the transactions between midnight and, and one a.m. And this year we saw an additional decline of around six percent on that period. So there were still um, some transactions, a decent amount of transactions that went through, but it wasn't um, wasn't as high as in twenty nineteen. Um, people did tend to wake up earlier around, say, 4 or 5 a.m. and make uh, purchases at that time. And that continued um, to ride upwards till, well, actually, uh, generally it is around 9 a.m. where people make their major purchases. Um, and then it kind of peters down slowly for the rest of the day. But this year it kind of went up at 9 a.m. And then it continued to uh, rise throughout the rest of the day until around 8 p.m., where I think people had exhausted themselves <laughs> out with the shopping and the browsing, and uh, it declined slowly for the rest of the day. So it was also a very interesting day in that the shopping didn't, um, you know, it had continued, sorry, it continued throughout the day this year. Um, that trend was also very similar. So the Black Friday trend that we had um, this year was, was similar to Cyber mm. Monday, where it's it kind of went up, shut up at the 9 a.m. Um, and then it still continued to gradually increase throughout the end of the day, uh, sorry, throughout the, the rest of the day, and then uh, started to slow down around 6 p.m. And when you when you see some of those trends, um, do you have any any figures about the millions that were spent uh, by South Africans? Because I can only imagine, uh, even though even though the volumes yeah. are even though things might have been down, but I can still imagine that it's still a big number. It is. It is a. It is a huge number. However, we're not the only payment gateway, so our number will be a percentage of the overall. So we would have to look at all the different gateways and banks, and then what was processed um, in totality, yeah. which would actually be a really, really interesting figure. You know, I myself would really be interested yeah. to find out. What the overall spend was for Black Friday from yeah. an industry perspective. Uh, but from you, from from your end, are you able to share, um, or you know, or not on that one? I am not able to share it, um, and I also, you know, as I said, it would still be, it wouldn't provide an indication as to the overall spend. So this was in a f hundreds of millions, okay, and um, that went through our switch, okay. Um, but we still would need, yeah, as I said, the others to provide their stat to. But I would imagine it would be in the billions. Okay. Just yeah, based on our figures. Just based on our figures, it would definitely be in the billions, yeah. Yeah, no, because I can imagine that if we're just talking, on e-commerce. Yeah, mm. that's what I was saying. Like if 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 we're saying hundreds of millions on your end and you guys are a piece of you know the whole thing, then yeah, I can imagine uh what that total looks like. And then, you know, I guess switching over to Cyber Monday, I think you'd already started um, you know, talking about it just now. Do you think it's as big? Because I think everyone always talks about um what you call this Black Friday, but I find at yeah. least anecdotally that Cyber Monday mm. is still something that people in Europe and the US refer to more uh, than here in South Africa, that a lot of attention is put more on Black Friday. You know, even though we have seen basket sizes on average decline and basket sizes decline in, in specific sectors, it's quite interesting that uh, it has actually increased in the electronic sector to around 4,000 rand this year on average. Mm. 
And when you see, you know, some of those trends, um, you know, for that, um, is it big ticket items that people are buying? Because I can imagine a basket size yeah. of 4,000 Rand. That's not really like yeah. a TV or maybe a washing machine or something. So it is. So this is the average, right? So a 4,000 Rand average basket is actually quite large basket size. So these could range from uh, TVs, fridges, washing machines, um, cheaper sort of, uh, I would imagine, TVs to the very, far more expensive ones. So it's a, it's a pretty decent basket size. All right. All right. You know, I remember when we got into, I guess this, this is also tying in with uh, where we began the conversation about uh, um, what does e-commerce look like actually on the ground. Um, this uh, this week, uh, we saw Take A Lot um, was uh, in front of the Competition Commission for the inquiry into, you know, online marketplaces and all of that. And there was an interesting stat that I caught from uh, the presentation that Take A Lot gave, I think they said right now South Africa um, e-commerce makes up 2.3 percent of um, of what you call this of the total retail pie, and I thought that was interesting simply because one would have expected that number to have been bigger, but the more you sort of go through these numbers, the more one can see that yes, people are shopping more and more online. But because, on average, um, the amounts that are actually being spent are less, the the actual size of you know online retail you know sort of stays somewhat stagnant. Not because there isn't growth in you know online spaces, but it's that people you know have pressure on their pockets and it's not uh, they aren't spending as much as they would have had in previous years. So you need it sort of feels as if you need to have an increase in volume plus an increase in people that are shopping online all happening at the same time for, you know, for e-commerce itself to be a bigger, bigger piece of the economy. Absolutely. So this is a, you know, this is a very complex statistic to actually factor in. And, I, and you know, e-commerce is also something that is changing and growing. So we have to factor in a number of things. So firstly, on 2.3% from 1%, which is what it was before uh, lockdown, it's still a over 100% increase, which is still considerable. Um, if you think about the other issues that we have, data cost infrastructure, that is a decent shift. In more advanced economies, it is around in the 20s, in the mid-20s, sometimes the higher, higher 20s and, and close to 30s. But it really doesn't go well beyond that. So the other thing here is, OK, so take a lot. Um, of course, that is it's an e-tailer, mostly in, in, in e-commerce industry. There are other sectors which are now digitized, which are not really factored in. That is, you know, like education, airline tickets, for instance, that are sold, event tickets that are sold online, um, Uber, Eats, Rides, Bolts, um, all of those um, uh, e-taxi services, for instance. These are all now ha completely digitized. And so when we say online, you know, kind of e-commerce, there's, I think people tend to also forget that there are a number of other industries that are digital and people are spending there in a completely digitized way. Um, it, it, um, so 
So, so the stats I think is also potentially needs reviewing because a number of transactions that are occurring online are actually far higher than the 2.3%. If we're looking at purely just e-commerce, um, then yes, that figure would be that would be correct, but still a decent increase. Yeah, no, no, most certainly an increase. And I guess, um, I guess to your point that there needs to be an evolution in how people define, you know, certain things because it's, um, sort of seems as if, uh, making a distinction between online retail and e-commerce you know if you if we're going to use the holistic term of commerce and you say e-commerce then it should include all of those other things because um i think travel is the is a good example to say that back in the day you had to call someone at a travel agency to make things happen but now you know people are going in um airlines have uh, you know payment gateways that are built in they're taking in card details so um surely you know all of that should uh, yeah absolutely absolutely i mean if you think about it right if you were um a, a education for instance you might do this via uh, debit transfer if you had to take a taxi you might actually have done this only in cash in the past, as you say, if you were buying a ticket, you might have drawn out money, gone and paid it at a travel agent, either you know in cash or gone in person and used a credit card. So th- those the digitization of these industries and the online transactions for these industries are not being factored in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it sounds like uh, you know it was uh, an interesting time, and I guess emblematic of uh, where the economy stands at the moment. Yes, a lot of digitization, but at the same time, um, consumer uh, consumer pockets uh, are under increasing pressure. So, as we end off, Karen, any anything else that uh, I guess was of interest to you, or or that uh, struck out uh, that stuck out to you, whether on the Black Friday side or on the um, Cyber Monday side, maybe even just a broader uh, look at uh, e-commerce in South Africa. You know, how are you feeling? What are you seeing? Uh, or anything that you might want us to note? So I think the the consumer behavior um, is changing. Digital adoption has certainly changed. Uh, e-commerce has been sustained. We can see that by the numbers, which is really fantastic. What we've also seen is a change in the payment methods that are being used online. There's a little less uh, credit card transactions that went through on Black Friday than the previous year and uh, an increase in other alternative payment methods. And this is really great for competition in the industry. And it's also great for entrepreneurs and startups that are bringing in some interesting payment methods. Um, And it also allows a more diverse group of payment methods out there for a more diverse group of people that are now shopping online. So these are all really, really great for improvements um, in e-commerce and and general digitization for the country as a whole. Maybe as a quick follow-up, you could just give us a little bit uh, more color just around what you mean by alternative payment methods, because uh, there's a lot of things that people are doing now people are tapping phones people are scanning qr codes there's mobile money there's all of this stuff that's going on sure so you know ordinarily people would have a credit card and that would be how you would shop online you'd have a credit card and then later on it turned into hybrid card which essentially would allow you to use your debit and credit card to make purchases online 
And this has evolved tremendously um, to EFT payments, um, and we've got a, a whole host of um, alternative payment methods that we alternative credit uh, methods like RCS, for instance, MobiCred, PayFlex, uh, buy now, pay later options that people can also use rather than having a normal credit card. Now, you know, with a credit card, these are based on a number of very of very specific variables, which exclude a portion of the population. And so you do need fintechs to come in to allow uh, other parts of the population to be able to have alternative ways of paying. Um, they are also um, Discovery, for instance, did really, really well. I think they had a 210% increase on last year's transactions from their miles program um, that they run. So there is a number of new different payment methods. The, the sector is so much more diverse. Uh, people are able to pay via wallets, pay via credit cards, pay via EFT, um, alternative credit means, uh, loyalty points, so many more things that they were able to in the past. All right. So very interesting trends coming out from there. That was us. We're talking to Karen uh, Nadison, who is the CEO of uh, PayU South Africa. Uh, they are a payments company that's helping to facilitate um, a lot of e-commerce in the country. She was just uh, giving us some insight. And uh, one of the key things that's coming out is the fact that people are shopping more and more online. Uh, but um, we are seeing that there have been some declines in the Actual amounts uh, that are being that are ending up with retailers that are ending up um, with the merchants out there because consumer pockets are under pressure because, uh, like she said, there are still a number of different factors whether we're talking about um, whether we're talking about data whether we're talking about you know just the fact that you know uh, disposable incomes aren't where they are uh, there's so much that's going on in the pie. But at the same time, also highlighting the fact that uh, there was uh, some healthy increases on Cyber Monday. Uh, that's where we typically look at uh, the discounts and some of the sales and promotions that are coming through on the electronics, uh, the consumer electronics side of things. Um, and then ending off talking about the fact that um, a revision of some sort is probably needed uh, just around how people de uh, define what e-commerce is because because um, a lot of the figures don't take into account um, other parts of uh, the economy and trade uh, that are that have been digitized. Whether we're talking about, um, you know, ride hailing, you know, um, travel and other services like that. And if we were to really put that together, who knows? Um, we might find that there is a lot more going on um, in the e-commerce space. But it's a space that we, you know, will continue to watch and uh, excited just to see uh, what conversations we. We'll be having you know a year uh, from now again karen thank you so much for being with us today thank you so much Madira. this is Madira's take very fascinating discussion with karen and especially because of uh, what she's highlighting about the fact that we do see a situation where there is more activity that's happening online, but that has not necessarily translated uh, to more revenues in the in the online space simply because um, consumer pockets are, are under such pressure. And you have so many different factors that are working against all of this. Uh, the employment rate, um, you know, contraction in the economy because of what's happened during lockdown. Um, at the same time, uh, a 
new variant of the COVID-19 um, you know, virus has actually been identified. And now you see all of the countries, um, all of these different countries that are putting South Africa on you know, travel ban lists and all of that. And that does not work you know, for the South African economy in any way, uh, because you do see um, the fact that, let's say, tourism operators, for example, they would have done very well you know, if things uh, if things hadn't gone that way, have a proper December, have a proper festive season, um, get more and more of those uh, you know foreign people to come in into South Africa, bringing euros, US dollars, etc. But at the same time, having more people in South Africa just moving around, uh, that really would have been good, you know, for that part of the uh, that part of the industry, and so. All of the stuff that we are talking about is emblematic, but at least we can see that um, the move towards people uh, shopping online is there. Uh, the fact that people are doing more and more online and um, going forward, there will likely need to be a revision um, as we're talking about a revision of those different um definitions that are out there i can totally understand you know 2.3 percent on online retail because you know it's specifically retail but where we now start talking about uh, you know ride hailing where we're now talking about travel you know where we're now talking about all of these other products and services that are that people are able to transact with on an online basis surely all of those different things should be allowed uh, to be added and counted um, when we talk about the e-commerce space And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.